0: The off season is now here. We'll talk about that next. Coming up on the Cincinnati podcast. It's
1: an exciting time to be a
0: Bengals fan. Right, I'm AC. We got a special show as always. The voice of the Bengals bro, yeah, bro.
1: Willie Anderson, Corey Dillon. The name of this thing is called Cincinnati, and I'm not going to stop.
0: Talk to us about that roller
1: coaster. Scene. I'm still gonna give you the same AJ. I'm
0: gonna work as hard as I can to be the best. I'm always working here since I met y'all, bro. I gotta get your top five receiver. <laughs> <laughs> really, watch out for us. Welcome, welcome to the Cincinnati podcast. I am Ace. He is Zim. As I said at the beginning of the show, the Bengals are officially in the off season. They ended their season of 2023. Uh, With the victory over the Browns in blowout fashion, Uh, in one word, I will say that 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 game for me, I would say the future. I think the future kind of showed in that game a lot. Um, You got some key contributors in that game, primarily from this class. Jordan Battle gets the interception, Chase Brown, Yoshi with the two touchdowns. For me, that's what that game was about. Charlie Jones, we finally actually got to see him get real reps at wide receiver. Um, So, to me, that's what I kind of came away with. What were your thoughts on the Browns game?
1: I thought in the Browns game, uh, I I came away with a couple takeaways. If I'm a Browns fan, I think, to see my backups. Like, I get it. They're all backups. But Shelby Harris, Alex Mack, Mm -hmm. there's some key contributors out there to go all those possessions. 31-0, only one first down. I don't know, bro. Like, I, I will feel a certain type of way going into the playoffs like that. That's just me. Um, same thing I think on the Eagles side too. Like, I thought they looked really bad going um going into what they were going to. The the uh on our end though, like you said, I think you hit on all the on the different parts. And I think later on the show we're gonna talk about like some of the uh uh the you uh the unrestricted free agents. And I mm-hmm. think some of those guys that we gotta make some decisions on. I thought like, you know, like a Yoshi, who is not an unrestricted, that's a rookie, kind of talked to you about some of the guys like a Tyler Boyd, who are now kind of seen as like we're thinking is gone. And, you know, like it was a lot of different things that I thought showed their hand. The one thing I thought one of my biggest takeaways in that game is like that's Hill versus third string wide receivers giving up two touchdowns like late in that game. I, I put both of those touchdowns on him. I just – I I do not feel good. Like, in our all season plan, I'm going to be looking mm-hmm. at uh, veteran safeties like Mike Edwards, Micah Hyde, like mm-hmm. these guys that are going to be out there. They, they might be, like, low-level vet safeties, but I
0: do not trust yeah. Dax Hill. So, so let's get into that. So you're saying you don't trust – because there's a lot of people that feel that way. Like, there's some people that are saying move on from Dax Hill, bring in some – I don't think you're saying move on. You're just saying bring in no, some no. competition to have somebody go against them. The only thing that I would say, I agree with you. I think Nick Scott is the guy that has to go, unfortunately, and that's no offense to him. I just think the way that the situation played out, it was not a good return on investment. It did not work out. Uh, And we need a guy, like you said, that's more seasoned to be back there. The only thing that I would say is, is with it being Dax's kind of first year, I don't know if I'm ready to pull the plug on him thus far, but there needs to be some kind of competition. It can't just be handed to him. Like it was last season. But I would like to see from this coaching staff some development, some growth with Dax Hill. Cause I felt like he started off the season good. But as the season went on, there were a lot of miscommunications, a lot of issues on the back end. Um, that he was partly it seemed responsible for it. I'm not, I don't know the defense. I'm not gonna sit here and perk like I do, but there's a lot of people that have watched it, and a lot of people have kind of started to criticize Dax Hill. Uh, But I think as a young player, you're always going to have growing pains. But I completely agree with Zim that you have to bring in some kind of veteran presence there. They were severely missing that. I mean, the veteran that they had was a guy that played special teams for the most part of his career, came in uh, being in a situation where the starter got hurt, played in a Super Bowl. Right. But far from a guy that had, you know, six to eight years. And I think D.J. Reeder mentioned that um, in terms of the experience there. So, no, I agree with you. they got to have a plan at safety. Um, they got to do something there. Uh, They might have to have a plan for the coaching staff. We kind of talked about Callahan, right? Um, Brian Callahan, as it stands now, he's expected to interview with the Tennessee Titans. He's expected to interview with the Panthers and the Chargers for a head coaching position. And I believe one of them, um, he's actually going on his second interview with that. What are your thoughts like on Brian Callahan if he is um, to be taken up by one of these teams? Is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? I mean, I I kind of, I don't, I don't know what to think of Callahan because I never know how much involved he is. But right. the one thing that came out that was kind of shocking to me is they did the NFLPA poll, which they had some all pros today that came out. A lot of people had some things to say about it, but they had him as one of the top offensive coordinators in the league, which was kind of shocking to me. What are your thoughts? Like, if Callahan is to go, what would you do? How would you feel about it? Uh,
1: First of all, I feel like the Bengals' all season plan, one of the things that I highlighted is I thought they need – I think they need a couple new voices in the room. That's not an overhaul. Mm -hmm. I think if you follow, like, most of the time when we talk about stuff, I always kind of fall, like, middle of the line – And I know a lot of people don't like that. I think there's always somebody that's probably watching this and saying, fire Zach, fire Callahan, get rid of him. I'm never that guy, even though I have like loud celebrations when we do something good, I guess. But for me, I don't want to overhaul the room. I just want to have some brand new voices. If that ends up being um, what the, the, the plan that would happen if Callahan was to leave is Dan Pitcher. And Dan Pitcher is the quarterback's coach currently right now. Dan Pitcher was thought to be, and I think he'll get a couple of interviews as well. Joe Burrow's very high on Dan Pitcher. Dan Pitcher is part of that brain trust. <clears throat> that brain trust when they come up with these, you know, their scheme and what they're going to do for the, you know, that, un, that un, 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 incoming week of football. So for me to go to Dan Pitcher, I think it gives them a bit of a new voice at that OC position. Then of course you got to go get a new quarterbacks coach. I I you know our friend of the show, Troy Walters, that's another name that you could see. I could see him elevate into an OC somewhere else or whatever. And so cool. if a couple of those little pieces like that go, I'm not I'm not upset with a couple of different minds because the way that Zach Taylor does it. How he comes up with this game plan, I think he involves all these people and you get like this nucleus of ideas and then you spit it out. And if you got somebody that has a little bit more balance to their offense, I would be more in favor of that because I don't think throwing is something that they need much help with. I think most of the designs and the concepts that Callahan and pitcher and this brain trust that they have, I think most of them are pretty spot on. When you go watch like stuff like uh, QB coach, um what uh what's what's the guy's name I can't think of his name JT O'Sullivan and stuff like that he talks yeah. about the route concepts and he's very he thinks that it, they're doing really good, good and, and that's somebody who I really I trust his opinion and they're yeah. not doing anything anything you know special I guess but maybe they yeah. bring in somebody that has a brand new voice that has something a little bit more special to him I'm not sure but it's not the end of the world of Callahan left if he stayed I'm cool with that too I still think that they need voices, you know, maybe in a run game coordinator. You had a tweet earlier uh, about offensive line coach uh, with Willie Anderson. And that's a guy I think would be awesome with that. I don't know about run game coordinator with him. I don't put nothing past Willie. But, like, coming up with scheming, hey, look, we called these 18 plays versus this. Look, we come with, like, I don't know if Willie knows that. He might say, yeah, I do. And I'm like, cool, let's run it. But even him in the building, to me, I think that's a brand new voice. That's a whole new person that loves the team that can add some value. And that's the type of stuff I'm looking for.
0: Yeah, I think um, two things that you hit on. Like, it seems to be, and it kind of seemed that last year they kind of hinted at this. They gave Dan Pitcher a salary that's more indicative that he would become the offensive coordinator. I'm not so sure that's the right move. You brought up Troy Walters. Like when I look at Dan Pitcher's resume right now, right? Wide receivers coach at Sun Y Cortland in 2012, offensive assistant for the Bengals for two years, assistant quarterbacks coach for a year. Then he became the quarterbacks coach. Whereas Troy Walters, this is a guy that's been, he started off as an offensive coordinator in 2009, receivers coach at Texas A&M and NC State. Then at UCF for two seasons, he was the offensive coordinator Um, And then he was also the offensive coordinator for Nebraska. So for me, I feel like if I'm hearing that, it seems like Troy Walters is a guy that really should have a realistic opportunity of getting the offensive coordinator position. And we do know that he does call a little bit of the red zone plays. Whereas I'm not you know, mad if it is Dan Pitcher, but I just think that Troy Walters deserves that shot, especially with him getting interviews at other places in terms of that so it to be interesting what they do there. Uh, so I think in that terms, I would actually probably side with Walters on that. I um, mean, you kind of talked about the offensive line, like a lot of people are saying, you know, what's going on with Pollock. That's just my personal opinion. I feel like when there is a area that this coaching staff can upgrade, I think it is that I think if if it's not. A college coach or something like that, it has to be Willie Anderson. And there's a lot of people that are going to say, Oh, what is his resume? I don't know. Just a guy that's about to be in the Hall of Fame as a right tackle, just a guy that trains with professionals at that level. You talk about Andrew Thomas, you talk about Broderick Jones, Paris Johnson. I mean, the list goes on with this guy. He is a guy that teams are already paying to consult and work with on these guys. And Willie Anderson has said in private conversations, not specifically about the Bengals, but in offensive line coaching in general in the NFL, it sucks. Guys are doing stuff that's outdated, that's really not working, and he feels like he can bring something in terms of his knowledge to the table. This has been a guy, and a lot of people are going to talk about, oh, did he recommend Jackson Carmen? I will tell you right now, he was not speaking to Jackson Carmen or training Jackson Carmen around that time that that happened. Jackson Carmen started training with another person and stuff like that. They asked him about Jackson Carmen. And even though they were not really speaking at the time, he was able to vouch for him. However, he also told them about other great players that we have seen. I mean, in this last draft class, he trained about five or six linemen that were drafted in this draft. Um, So a lot of people get that. But another thing I will say is everybody talks about Willie, but Paul Alexander had a lot to do with some of those guys, including Jackson Carmen and a lot of these guys after he was no longer with the Bengals being taken in terms of insight, way more than Willie. Um, So just because Jackson, I mean, Willie knew Jackson Carmen And, you know, just had good things to say about him, does not classify his knowledge as an offensive line coach whatsoever. So I think he would be a great fit for the Bengals. I think I don't know why they wouldn't even interview him for it. It's kind of it's kind of weird, but it's kind of a situation where if you bring Willie Anderson into the fold with a Frank Pollock or anybody. I think that would go crazy. Players are going to listen to Willie Anderson. They're not going to listen to to one of the coaches.
1: Maybe the personalities, maybe Zach sees something. One thing that I think that no coach wants, this is a guy, prank probably, I don't know his salary, but I know it's over 750000 Like, like nobody really wants someone to say, ah, I don't like what you're doing. Do it this way. So like maybe it's something behind the scenes that we don't know as far as like they don't right. want someone feeling like somebody stepping over their toes. And stepping I stepping
0: on their toes, exactly.
1: And I, know, and I know the way that Willie is, too. He's very big on not stepping on people's toes, too. So, um, right. you know, so it could be a situation like that. I just think him as a consultant or someone to say, hey, look, this is how this block is executed. Just the foundational products of whatever they're running. I want every single reach block to look like this. I want every mm-hmm. single wham block to look like that. I think, like, he could help out a lot with that. And then right. how they figure out, you know, everything from that point on, I think would be, you know, up to him. But who knows? Um, so a lot of people have asked about that coaching stuff, you know, like with Callahan going. I think the plan is in place for Dan Pitcher, the quarterback's coach, to be the next in line. A couple people mm-hmm. asked me about Lou Anna Rune. I think because of the, the defense being on such a, a low level this year, yeah. Excuse me. It's been so low this year. I don't know if anybody's going to be calling him. I'm not sure. Um, but what do you think about that? You think Lou Anna is still like a hot name out here?
0: I don't. I think because of the way, like you said, the defense played this season, I, I can't see it. I mean, there's there's so many other candidates out there that finished with with better defenses. I mean, you talk about McDonald, right, finishing in the top five. Um, those are going to be hot names, especially the fact that they were able, he was able to do that, I believe, two years in a row. I think right now there's just some hotter names. You talk about Dan Quinn, that's another guy who also had head coaching experience, took the Falcons to a Super Bowl. So there's just on the defensive side, I feel like more names out there. And I think Callahan, you know, whether it's fair or not, he has the last name Callahan. You hear the names like Callahan, Shanahan, and Gruden, like. You're going to get a look just based off of that last name. And and obviously, when people think about the Bengals, they think about offense. You don't really think about the defense. Now, is that fair? No. However, the defense did not play up to par this season. So I think you're basing that off of how the defense played. And being that they didn't play well this season, I don't think that you're going to see as many people interviewing for Lou. Uh, so in, let's go we're, ahead we're in the go same ahead. boat <laughs> I, I was yes, just gonna sure. say
1: yeah I just think that we're in the same boat I, I don't know what the plan would be if Lou were to leave but there are some mm-hmm. hot names out there I don't know if t- defensive coaches find the Bengals attractive I know offensive coaches do I, right, I'm pretty sure, sure the Bills will be very <laughs> interested in getting Brady back um yeah you know so
0: we'll, and that's we'll, where we'll I see. feel like you might have to dive into college ranks a little bit like you think like McDonald, right? Like technically, he he coached in the NFL. Gone. He was I on the Raven gone. staff. He was on the Raven staff, but then he went back to Michigan for I think like a season or two. And then the Ravens wanted to bring him back. I wouldn't be opposed to looking into the college pool because I feel like where else are you going to get good coaches, new fresh ideas, and and guys that are familiar with what's happening at the college level. Um, so I wouldn't be opposed to that. Um, Jamar and T. You had some thoughts on, on some of the stuff that they've been saying. They've been kind of making the rounds together. And I think that that's symbolic, right? Like, this is my guy. You know, we, we are actually cool. We're doing business together. I just can't see these guys splitting up. What were your thoughts on some of the stuff that they had to say being interviewed together? I think business is business. So I don't read into it as much. They're just
1: like brothers, though, when you see them around each other. I'm, T- Tyler Boy is the same way, you know, and I don't read into it too much. But I do think you know that's a bit of a statement, though. Right after the season, they are just so linked in too. And then we'll we'll see how it goes, man. Like I, I I thought. So if you haven't seen this, guys, everybody, um, they did a bounty commercial. They also had an ESPN, com- um, ESPN, uh, interview where they talked about who do they think is going to win the uh, Super Bowl. T. Higgins says the Ravens. Uh Jamar Chase then replies on the cheese. He says, Anybody but the Chiefs. Um, so I think that's just part of his personality. I thought it was funny, and I don't know, like I don't feel like talking to Chiefers, so I didn't retweet it. But uh aside from that, like it 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 was pretty good. Um, uh our a friend of our show, our producer or our ex-producer, Ryan, uh, he had an opportunity too with TMZ Sports, too. So make sure y'all check that out. That's gonna pop up as well, too. So they are making their rounds, so we're gonna see how that goes, but I think that that's a good sign. Do you think that maybe I'm being like naive by thinking that it means anything, or like
0: no? Nah, uh, I mean, that's, you that's the that? way. That's the way that I looked at it as well. I mean, like, I mean, you can just kind of tell, even if you're not familiar with those guys, that, that T and Jamar are really tight. Like, this hasn't been something new that we're seeing. When Jamar went to the Pro Bowl last year, who was who was right there with him? Who did he go and throw? his stuff into the stands with and celebrate with. It was T Higgins. I think these dudes, you know, they, they are on the same vibe. They're on the same wavelength. And I think that they're willing to do things and take opportunities and, and make sure that they're doing business together. I mean, they play on the same team. They're two young stars. Um, So no, I don't think that you're crazy for, for thinking that it doesn't sound like a guy that's trying to distance himself from Jamar Chase, it seems like now nah, we in this together. We clicked up. We brothers um, in business and we're, and we're going to do things together. And I think that that's dope. And I think that is indicative of this Bengals team. Whenever they have opportunities, it seems like whether it's them on offense or on defense, they're looking out for each other. I have another one where
1: I feel as though I am going to read into it. The Joe <laughs> Burrow press conference. Yes. Hear me out. <laughs> The Joe Burrow press conference was major, and I don't know why people aren't talking about that press conference as much as I felt like that was very impactful. First and foremost, Joe Burrow did not have to talk to the media at all. He had no obligations. He did not have to. He made himself available. He came to that press conference. He talked about T. Higgins wants to be here. I want T. Higgins to be here. I expect T. Higgins to be here. He also said, in my contract, there are things to ensure that T. Higgins will be here. And if you look at the structure of Joe Burrow's contract, the early stages of it are like 20-something million that get pushed further down the line that he could have easily took on the early stages of his thing. His signing bonus was a little under $40 million. To put that into perspective, uh, Daniel Jones only got $4 million less than a signing bonus. So Joe Burrow could have opted to take that early on, and he didn't. And I thought he was sending a message to the front office by saying, I expect him to be here. The one thing you can't do as a is the Cincinnati Bengals front office, and this is what we were saying two, three years ago before Joe Burrow got here, is that he puts institutional pressure on your organization to do right by him. Now, long term, he doesn't control that. I don't think the Bengals control that, but I think he – Single handedly kind of killed the fact that people are saying tag and trade. I think he's saying, no, I expect him to play. The players in the locker room uh, want him to play. I'm going to say, I'm going to take what I just said right there in that instance. You tell me, uh, what did you take from that press conference? And then my second question for you is this If there is no Jamar Chase and T Higgins next to Joe Burrow,
0: what makes the Bengals special? Uh, I mean, I think it's symbolic. Joe went out there and was just straight up like, we want T. Higgins back. That makes them special. I think Jamar Chase and T. Higgins makes the Bengals. But I mean, I'm not and I'm not saying that to throw any shade. So if, if you are a Bengals player listening to this, that's my opinion, bro. I'm sorry. Like, I'm not saying that you're not a good player. But to me, the core has always been those three guys like you have to keep those three guys together no matter what. Um, and I think that Joe Burrow was very uh, committal on his stance on that, right? Like, I think even more so than Jesse Bates. Like, we've seen him in a Jesse Bates kind of situation. Uh, we kind of saw it with Tyler Boyd, but with T Higgins, it's like, yeah, we need T back. We expect T back. Multiple times he's saying that. So um, I think that it's extremely important that a guy of his stature, and they even asked him, like, what's your new contract? Do you have things set in place? He was like, "Yeah, we are we're, we're prepared for that." I mean, to me, I just don't see if this guy wants him. How the Bengals let him go, and you know, like that. To
1: me, I had to have a real conversation with myself, and and fans got to do this too. Can the Bengals win without T Higgins? Sure. Like th- it, we learned that uh, without T Higgins, you can run the ball, you can do all these different things. But we need to evolve into that. If you're asking me, it's a reason why everybody puts a T. Higgins Photoshop on their respective teams currently, right now, Chiefs fans, all these guys like that, because they recognize how special this guy is. And when I think about my favorite team, I literally there's somebody listening right now that said, Yeah, we could do without T. Higgins, go take the first round pick. Okay, cool. I'm not even I'm not even far against I'm not even against it. But if you're having a real conversation about your team what makes the Bengals special if the defense is playing at that level you got right. a young secondary you don't got a d-line because readers now gone the linebackers took a step back this past season and you like and i and i like cam taylor Britt. what we seen one year of good cam taylor Britt, right so then right. i go to the offense side of the ball we don't even know if Mixon's is going to be there for sure we're going to figure that we're going to find that out in march though um for sure um But the wide receivers, Joe Burrow, that's what makes them special. And then you build everything around it. To me, and there are other ways that we could figure out to do it. But that, to me, I thought Joe Burrow was making it very clear. That's what I want, and that's what I expect. And that was, I thought that was major. I was so surprised to see like PFF and all these other. I never, I didn't see a lot of graphics for that, and I was like, he said a lot, and I thought he purposely said that, said all that.
0: And, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say like try to be a victim or anything, but it's like they just they do not want the Bengals to keep those three players. And I mean, that's fine. But this is the NFL. And if. We're gonna do that, we're gonna do that. It doesn't matter if you want the Bengals to keep him, it doesn't matter if you want him on the Chiefs, it doesn't matter if you want him on the Patriots, it doesn't matter if you want him wherever. If Joe Burrow wants that guy on the team, that's what it is. Like he's staying here. So you didn't want Joe Burrow in the Natty anyway. And look what happened with that. So you can want all of these things to happen. That doesn't mean right. that it'll happen if the Bengals take care of business. But you talked about some of those UFAs. Um, you mentioned DJ Reader. Uh, let's talk about some of those UFAs in terms of who we expect back, who we don't expect back. I'm going to go off of the list. Um, I, I wrote one. I actually had a tweet on
1: it, but let's go through the list. I'm going to go through every single person. I'm going to just name each one. DJ Reader, we let's do a speed round. You say, are we keeping them or can they go? Or under, you can maybe say DJ inside.
0: Reader. I'm, I'm going to say that they keep him. I think the injury opened it up. If you would have told me before the injury, I would have said he would have been gone.
1: I think keep him, too. T. Higgins. I think they're keeping him. Okay. Josh Tupow. I think he's gone. I think they keep him. I, I okay. feel like the defensive line is so bad right now. <laughs> like, they're just going to need bodies. That's why there. I want to clear house, but nah. <laughs> you got it. I just feel like they should bring some guys in and then get, and then weed those guys out later. And like weed that, out? Yeah, like go sure. get me a third round D tackle again. Go get me D tackles Have, free have a battle,
0: see who's have the a best, battle. Like, and then Zach Carter's yeah. of
1: the world will all weed themselves out or whatever. All right. Uh <laughs> Drew sample.
0: He's back. And that's crazy because I'm a sample hater, but he proved hey, this I was season. the biggest
1: I was the biggest sample hater in the world. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think he proved well you might have been better. You might well. have been a big you might be a bigger it's hater like Drew than sample. I literally have a video on Drew Sample when we drafted him. So yeah. Definitely me. But Drew Sample, if you're watching this, you you did your thing this season. We bro. need to get sample on here. Let's get sample on here. That bro. would be crazy. I, I think, think I think him. it's doable.
1: <laughs> uh Akeem Davis Gaither. He's gone. Gone. I, I just feel like
0: he'll never he, if he was in a 3-4, I hate to say it. He wants it, somewhere where he probably has an opportunity to play more, and I feel like that's not going to happen here. I'm, I'm going to tell you this, man.
1: I really think the, the way them 3-4 schemes that we play in the North, he will right. really – I think he would thrive in, with some of those things. Um, Tyler Boyd.
0: I think he's gone, unfortunately. Gone. Chido Bear, who's there? I think he's gone. I think DJ turned the writings on the wall. I think he's gone too,
1: but I could see him as a guy that wasted out um, after the draft, mm-hmm. waiting for a guy to, waiting for a team to get an injury. Maybe they bring him back on like a one year prove it, uh, like a,
0: like a like, Apple kind of thing. Eli like Apple, yep. I give yeah. it
1: like a, a 12%
0: chance, but that's it. Uh, Jonah Williams. Gone. Gone. Jonah's gone because he's going to, he's just going to get paid. He's going to, I still feel he like play, he, he can play both he, sides you got to remember this dude requested a trade like people are going to like let all of that slide but like that's why he's non-committal on if he's going to be back in Cincinnati right
1: yeah i think silently in his mind he's like i hate you guys uh Irv smith <laughs> oh
0: he's gone got sorry Irv. uh max sharpin he should be gone but they're probably going to keep him at least Trae until Vion. they get somebody else travion williams travion williams he's gone gone A.J. McCarron. I think he's gone just because he's going to go back to, like, the USFL and, and like, the XFL. I think he likes playing in front of his kids, so I think he's just going to go for that reason. I think he wanted to give it a shot while that season was off, uh, but I think he's gone as well. I think seeing him in that Browns game, too.
1: Like, I, I just in his dropbacks, like, I know it was just he only had like what, probably like 10, maybe
0: six, Couple dropbacks. Players, yeah. Yeah,
1: I don't know about that. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, but practice squad, if he was up to it, I don't think he's interested in being like just some extra guy walking around, like you're saying. Joe yeah,
0: Bacci, um, I think he's gone. I think he gets replaced with a draft pick, and Cody Ford. I think Cody's gone. I, I don't. Yeah we didn't really get well i guess we did see him well no I'll say, I'll i say i say that there's back. a 50/50 chance he could be back i i don't know if he makes the final roster but yeah i say Cody Ford to be back yeah i think Cody Ford too i think uh wise
1: all those packages where they were bringing an extra you know um alignment uh, and stuff they used them in that anytime there was we're anybody gonna do went
0: down going to do coaches too <laughs>
1: we could do I mean you could do Brad you want to do Callahan Callahan I think he's gone I think he's gone bro. he had three interviews in the spin like I don't know if anybody had more interviews
0: than that like that's a hot name I think he's gone
1: if you're a Ravens fan too I will tell you this though
0: I think think he's gone as well it seems like because I feel like he's done this before but I feel like this year just seems different Mm-hmm. um so i don't if the chargers picked callahan over like like there's the other thing out there with like um jim harbaugh like where is he gonna land because apparently like there's rumors that he wants to coach in the nfl so like i think that 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 has to kind of fall i think before people decide like where callahan goes but i, I think you're right i think callahan could be gone uh well, let, let's
1: save some Frank of that Pollock. Let, Frank, Pollock. Frank Pollock I think he stays and everybody's going to hate it Ooh. I don't think he's gone like when Zach came out the other day if y'all didn't see that and said we're keeping everybody unless they got promoted well Frank Pollock's not getting promoted
0: Oh, that's nasty I didn't see that I think I everybody I, oh, oh you didn't see that no but he said I yeah we're I keeping knew. everybody he said unless no, somebody am going he's promoted. gone bro I like, he's, cool. he's gone as the run game coordinator how about that he's gone as a run game i would love that if if he was just there i don't care but somebody like you see like uh
1: uh what's the uh, greg roman arthur smith guys that have had success in the run game in the nfl that have more creative run styles i think that those are guys that could contribute i don't want them to be the O line. I don't want them to be anything major, but I think that those are teams that could come in and literally say, "This is what I've done, and this is okay. why I'm really good." All right, let's yeah. go in. Let's go into our final portion at the very end. Wild card. Get, let's get, Yeah, we're getting close on on time here.
0: Okay. let um, let's go. Let's go speed round. Uh Browns Texans. Texans all day. Let's go. Yeah, I'm taking Texans, CJ Stroud. Is you not taking Texans? Yes, I'm taking Texans. What? You're CJ a brownie, you're like a brownie that, defense stumper bro? though. Nah, not like that. Nah. I <laughs> like that. CJ Stroud is different. Um, Dolphins, Chiefs, I'm taking Chiefs. Chiefs. Um Steelers, Bills, I'm taking Bills. Bills. Who you taking? Bills. Bills. Uh, Packers, Cowboys. Cowboys. That's a tricky one though. I'm gonna take the Packers, bro. I'm going to take the first. Okay. okay. Rams-Lions. This is this is a good game. This seems like a
1: script-type a script game. <laughs> this is the upset one for me. I think a lot of people are sleeping on the Rams. I love their running. Mm-hmm. I love Kyron Williams. I love – you saw the Rams play the Ravens real tough a couple weeks ago. I think their defense is underrated, and they're one of them young teams that are just too stupid to even – like the Texans mm-hmm. and the Rams to me are the two teams that – that remind me of 2021 Bengals that just have no care in the world and ready to go. I think the Lions got a
0: lot of pressure on them. I'm going Rams. I'm going to go with uh, the Lions, and I know that that's going to sound crazy because I know at the beginning of the season I wasn't a believer in the Lions with the preseason hype. I feel like they kind of proved it. Um, So I'm going to go with them, even though they did lose the tight end. um, So that's going to be a big loss for them. But them that –
1: that game that they lost to the Ravens sticks in my mind.
0: Like at I'm home pfft. in Detroit, they gotta okay. get this dub, bro. They okay. gotta get it. If they don't get this one, then I don't know what's up with them. All right, hey, Eagles it? Buccaneers, Eagles Bucks. Who you say? I'm a
1: go. I'm a go Eagles, but it's gonna be
0: to the gun. Yeah, I'm going Bucks, man. I, I, and I okay. might still be mad at the Eagles because they blew that parlay for me in Vegas. All they had to do was beat <laughs> the Cardinals. They couldn't do that. They looked bad last week. AJ Brown. I don't know fun, what man. the injury situation is. I don't know what the injury situation is with Devonta. They just haven't looked like the same team. Um, so I'm gonna pick them for the upset. I know that that's an upset, but I'm gonna take the Bucks. Uh, but with that being said, let's toss it to our good friends at Midwest Best Barbecue. <laughs> Shout out to Midwest Best Barbecue 669 Justice Court in Loveland, Ohio. You can still get those wings if you are watching some playoff games. Make sure you watch them at Midwest Best Barbecue in Loveland, Ohio. They got the best wings out there. Uno Wings. They got the CTB Wings. They got the Grippo Wings. G-Funks. Definitely check them out. They also have barbecue as well. Pulled pork, barbecue, all of that over there. So check them out. Zim, was there anything that you wanted to say before we get up out of here? I was just going to say, everybody keep your eye on these coaches, you know, like shout out to Pete Carroll, shout
1: out to Nick Saban. Like there's a lot of craziness going around. Vrabel, Belichick, kind of like you got some dominoes kind of falling all around the place. So those can impact our favorite team. So keep your eye on that stuff. Um, And I need all those teams that I just named. I need them to win. I need the AFC North up out of there. I need the Bills. I need the Bills to go take care of business. I need uh the Texans to go ahead and knock and take them, smack the Browns up, and like let's get them out the way. Then we can go take care of this other dude right here in the comments. We can pack him up very
0: very nicely. No, he's getting packed up. He's getting packed up, and it's gonna. We're gonna give nice you here. something special on the Cincinnati Pod. Y'all Make go sure you out. guys follow the Cincinnati Pod on Twitter at Cincinnati Pod. Follow Zim at Zim Hooday. Follow me at New Stripe City. Hit that subscribe button and like we we'll appreciate it, and we will see you guys on the next episode of the Cincinnati Podcast. It's
1: an exciting time to be a Bengal
0: fan. Right, I'm A.C. We got a special show, as always, the voice of the Bengal. world. Forward, Willie Anderson. Corey Dillon. The name of this thing is called Cincinnati, and I'm not going to stop you. Talk to us about that roller
1: season I'm still going to give you the same AJ. I'm going to work as hard as I can to be the best. Always working ever since I met y'all
0: bro. I got to get you a top five receiver. You <laughs> <laughs> better team. You're good. Really. Watch out for us.